the sixth Mishnah of the second parak of Avot, the Mishnah concludes by quoting a six-word statement of Hillel, which says that where there are no others, try to be an ish. Where there aren't other people, hishtadel, try to be an ish. The word ish is used in Tanakh to refer to a person who has matured into a man of substance. The best example of this is the very beginning of Sefer Malachim Aleph, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Bet, where David says to Shlomo, V'chazakta, be strong, V'hayito le'ish. See also Yishayahu Nun Tet Tet Zayin, where Hashem bemoans the fact that there's no ish bringing justice to the world. We find many places in Tanakh where important people are referred to as an ish, Noach in Bereshit Vav Tes, Moshe Rabbeinu in Bamidbar Yudbeiz Gimel, Eov in the first Pasuk of Eov, Mordechai in Esther Bez Hey, and of course the Miraglim in Bamidbar Yud Gimel Gimel, who are referred to as Anoshim, <clears throat> important people, mature adults. What type of situation is the Mishnah referring to? In what way should we be an ish when there aren't others? Rambam in the Pirush Mishnah talks about a situation where there aren't others to teach you Torah or to help you with your personal growth. Where there aren't others, make sure to do it yourself. Rabbi Yonah goes in this direction as well. Talks about um, people to give you Musr. And he adds another idea, which is where there aren't others to emulate, you should imagine yourself in other generations where there are greater people and seek to push yourself further. This is reminiscent of the explanation of Rabbi of uh, Rabbi Niona to the words of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, where he says, um, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says um, that if the Marta Torah Harbe Al Tazik Tovali Atzmochaki Lakach Notzarta, Rabbi Yochanan ben adds that you're still beemtza aderech. There's so much more that others have accomplished. <coughs> the Meiri and the Medrash Shmuel give a little bit of a different explanation to this. They say. Even when you're in a place where there's nobody watching you, still do the right thing, make the right decisions. This is how Unkelis and the Radak explained David Amalek's intentions on that Pasuk regarding Shlomo Amalek, <clears throat> control yourself even when there aren't others watching. According to this first interpretation, the point is even when there aren't others to help you, help yourself. There are others who interpret the mission in a little bit of a different direction, which is when there aren't others to contribute to the world, then you should step up, not even though there aren't others, but specifically when there aren't others. The Bartanura explains that the question here is about teaching Torah. When there aren't others to teach Torah, you should step up to teach. See Mishlehei Tetzayin Yudzayin, where the idea is used in this direction. <clears throat> we find Hillel himself applying this concept in where he says, where others are collecting their Torah and not spreading it, you should step up and be the one to spread it. In fact, the Gemara there brings Bar Kapara, who makes a statement that seems to be a translation of our Mishnah into Aramaic. And so you see that our uh, Mishnah is wider. And in fact, you see Hillel actually fulfilling this in his own life, the where it says that there weren't others when he came to Eretz Yisrael who knew the halachos of Kachim well enough, and he was appointed to lead. And this is something we see throughout the generations. Aleph tells us that Rav, who had settled in Nahardah, and he was passing through Surah, he heard a woman asking her friend how much milk to use in cooking a certain piece of meat, and he realized just how much Torah they need to be taught there in Surah, so he moved to Surah and opened the yeshiva and started teaching there. In a similar way, uh, 1,500 years later, we find Rav Aaron Cutler when he was in Shanghai running away with uh, the Mir Yeshiva. He wasn't sure whether to go from there to America. He did a Gorilla Gra, 
where he opened up his Chumash, and it opened up to the Pasuk in the beginning of Sefer Shmot, where Hashem tells Aaron, Lech lekras Moshe HaMidbarah, go out to meet Moshe in the Midbar. The Midbar meaning our, uh, America, which needed Torah teachers at the time, and he realized the need was there, and he was Mishtadol Yosish. Rashi, though, in his Pirish on Avos, has a different interpretation. He understands the Pasuk to refer, be referring to leadership, helping the Tzibor in general. A good source for this could be the Pasuk of Moshe Rabbeinu, seeing um, his brother suffering, it says, Vayar ki ein ish. And by the way, if you look at the end of Perak Bet, um, you see the Pasuk applied to Yitro, and Yitro referring to Moshe as a way of describing a Hashif person. But the first place it appears is Perak Bet, Pasuk Yud Bet. Stameh being a building site, there were other people around, so it doesn't mean he didn't see anyone uh, who would see the action. It seems that there were people there, but nobody was taking action. This is how the Ketav Kabbalah explains it. He actually quotes the phrase of Bar Kapara in the Gemara Brachos. Uh, Jonathan Sachs developed this idea at length in a piece of his called Taking Responsibility. He writes that leadership is where a person takes responsibility where others are not present. If leader is one who takes responsibility, leadership is born. When we become active, not passive, when we do not wait for someone else to act, because perhaps there is no one else, at least not here, not now. When bad things happen, some avert their eyes, some wait for others to act, some blame others for failing to act, some simply complain. But there are some people who say, if something is wrong, let me try to put it right. They are the leaders, they are the ones who make a difference in their lifetime, they are the ones who make ours a better world. Later on, Rabbi Sachs adds that this is what responsibility means. The responsible life is a life that responds and takes responsibility. And of course, we find this in many Jewish leaders throughout the generations, famous Menachshon ben Aminadav at Yamsuf, where nobody was ready to jump in, and he led the others. And we find this in the broader world as well. In 1953, Israel Knesset passed a law uh, recognizing Goyim who had saved Jews in the Holocaust. Of course, many Goyim had joined the Nazis in persecuting the Jews, but there were many referred to as Hasidim Umas HaOlam, mostly in Poland, Holland, France, Denmark, and Ukraine. Um, over 20,000 people who were given honorary citizenship in the state of Israel because of their role playing a role where there was nobody else, and if anything, it was antagonistic. The people were antagonistic to what they were doing. In contrast, the Gemara in Gittin, Daphne Hay, tells us about Reb Zachary ben Afkolis, who was the Kohen Gadol, who failed to act in dealing with the Korban that Barakamsa brought to the Beis HaMikdash, and because he didn't take action, it ended up leading to the Korban. He's the one blamed in the Gemara there. People can either step up and lead, or stand back and, 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 and leave the vacuum. And this is what um, Rebbe Lezer, in the name of Rebbe Hanina, Says that Tamidi Chachamim have a role to play in building the world. He darshins the pasuk Chol Banayich Limudi Hashem, not as Banayich but Bonayich. That one vowel difference is the difference between being a child versus being a builder. And the goal should be to be a builder, especially when there aren't others around. Graham Horowitz, in his interpretation of the Gemara in uh, Brachos, where that seems to be repeating the Mishnah Bayas, other Achronim, for example, the Maharsha in Brachos there says the Chiddush of the Gemara in Brachos is that it's referring to teaching Torah while the Mishnah is referring to leadership. Tosus and Soto, Davchof, Bezim, and Bezim, Kedem, Maschel, B'Shavion, quotes two opinions about the relationship between the Mishnah and the Gemara. But the Graham Horowitz says that what Barakal Torah is adding in that Gemara is not only when there's no one else that we should step up, but when there is someone else, we should not step up. This is obviously an important lesson in our time today where people speak a lot about leadership and everybody wants to lead. The appropriate time to lead is when there aren't others greater than oneself who are leading. And of course, both sides of this message are important to us to lead when there's no one else, and to respect leaders when there are those to lead, and to make sure that leadership is part of our community.